Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 1.34 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you, along with Brendan Escott. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated. For over 50 years, Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. I hit the blue quill Royal Pizza last night after the game. Just a reminder, everything's real at Royal. None of that synthetic crap. I'm serious. It's old school, big boy pizza, Royal Pizza still making it great. As we go to our NHL insider, John Shannon, for our friends at Legacy Heating and Cooling, home of no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. You know, John comes to uh, Edmonton and suddenly we're in the midst of... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you're telling me... But after the game last night, you went to you went for for pizza, and you couldn't have driven by and picked me up to take me there. I I'm I'm sorry, man, but you know what? I can uh, I, I I do I do have something for you that I can maybe uh, pick you up and and swing by closer to downtown after tomorrow night's game if you want. <laughs> uh, I can't believe it. I was going to try the Mediterranean chicken. Yeah, uh, well, I went with the Texan last night based on Brendan Escott's uh, reputation. Good. And then okay. fired a little bit of Frank's Red Hot with it as well. So, oh, uh, my God. Okay. Yes, there we go. Hey, uh, did you bring the call? Like, I know you're a Penticton boy originally, and then you're yeah. out on Like, what's the weather's gone to crap since you've been at Edmonton, John. It has to be your fault. Well, you know, full transparency, I lived in Calgary 14 years, too. We won't uh, hold that against you. <laughs> the, the Chinooks came, the, the, it never got this cold. The Chinooks would blow through every four days. So at least it felt like that. So no, I look out, it's a beautiful Alberta day. It's, you know, you, you think it's warm, it's blue sky, and you walk out the front door. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> hey, let's, uh, let's get to a couple little bits uh, of media news, and then we'll hit on the hockey team here. We do have Evan Boucher coming up about 146-47, John. So let's, uh, we'll get your thoughts. Brian Burke's departure from Sportsnet. Did you think he at times was underutilized, and what did you think of him going to Pittsburgh? 
I, I can't believe I, I thought you would have said Brian Burke's departure from this show, but that's okay. Um, I, I, I thought Brian was finished in management. If you read his book, he says he's finished in management. The problem is, Bob, and, and you know guys in football and in hockey, uh, that once it's in your blood, it's in your blood. And I sat enough in a chair beside Brian uh, in the last two or three years where, and I've done it with other guys too, you could see the blood boiling in that he wouldn't do it that way. Um, and these guys are wired different than the rest of us. They want the high of winning and the low of losing. And they want to fight through it and they want to compete. And as Ron Hextall said yesterday, I love hating the other guys. Uh, it's in their DNA. So really, when Brian said he was finished, we should not have believed him. Uh, and I'm not surprised that he's, he's taken a very good job with a very good team in a very good city. Uh, I have a tremendous amount of empathy for uh, the, the various on-air personalities in Vancouver and Winnipeg. Uh, those are uh, stations, by the way, with Bell that lost uh, their radio rights, and they paid a lot of them when they had them. Uh, they, they built in shows around that. It's, it's a tough business some days, isn't it, John? It's not fair. Uh, it's never fair. And as a, as a person who has been dismissed from jobs, uh, this is a time where you can't take it personally. You got to hold your head high, um, and this is not just a person, Bob, that that gets fired. It's it's families. Yeah. And uh, I've been through it, and uh, it affects your wife and your children as much as it affects anybody else, and it's heartbreaking. So uh, for those that across the country, it's a it's it's sad, it's disappointing, uh, but I can assure you, again, as someone who's lived it, we all survive. We get through it. And we'll be better for it. Now, some people say the numbers are irrelevant, uh, but it has to be stated. The numbers that I saw out of Vancouver from their fall book in particular were really good. I I was a little bit surprised, but it just reinforces that, you know, you're still uh, beholden. uh, you got to be able to, you know, radio advertising has gone down a bit. We're lucky to have the sort of commitment level we have from our advertisers that we do. But it's a challenge out there, especially if the amount of smaller businesses that use radio as a form right now, John. Well, Edmonton is an anomaly. I can tell you that, Bob. Edmonton, in so many ways, is an anomaly. It's a great sports town, and it can support two sports radio stations yeah. in many ways. Because I view Chet as a, radio, a sports radio station with this show and with carrying the, the two the two clubs. Yeah. So the fact that uh, they can make money, and it's all in the end, it's all about making money, and and then it's all about not about ratings, but it's all about share price. Right. And that's that's the truth, and that's the reality, and it sometimes it's sad. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, let's get on to some Oilers specific things. Uh, if I told you at the start of the year that through fifteen games, Mike Smith would have only been healthy enough to start one game, would you take an eight and seven start? Probably. Uh, probably, and the fact that you know, other than the Skinner game, it was it was Koskinen all the way. I, I probably would. Um, you, you know, this is this is going to be one of those marathon sprint type schedules, uh, and and games that you play now are just as important as the ones you're going to play in April. Um, so, if the team is finally getting healthier, as it is in goal, uh, then then they're in pretty good shape. Uh, and you know, even just watching last night after the Oilers game, watching the Flames and Jets play. Uh, this is this is such a tough division. It'll be one goal here, one goal there, um, and 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 you know, and 
as you watch with the two Senators games, you know, the Senators weren't as bad as they were when they played here in Edmonton. Um, they're going to put a, a price on, on other teams in this division too. So it's, it's going to be a tough 56-game schedule. John, what has surprised you more, the play of William Lagason or Evan Bouchard? Uh, well, I mean, I knew more about Bouchard because I saw him play in junior and knew that, you know, when you're a first-round pick, you get a little more hype. Uh, I, I've tried I've tried to learn about Lagason over the last couple of days, and, and that's what's impressed me about what he is as a person and what he, you know how he came to North America as a 15-year-old to play in, in, in the USHL uh, and, and turn down opportunities to play in the CHL because he didn't want to compromise his education. So he went to, to Amherst. Um, you know, that, that's the stuff that impresses me. And I think that, you know, he's, he's a patient guy, you know, as a, as a drafted in 2014, he's been patient to think that he's finally in the NHL and you know what, he's, he's not going to be glamorous on the ice. He's going to do his job. I think that that's what he did last night. So I think I've been more surprised with Lagason than I am Bouchard. But, but that said, I'll tell you right now, Bouchard's 10 pounds lighter than he was last year. Uh, and you don't need to teach them the offensive side of the puck. And I think Jim Playfair is working with him on the on the defensive side of the puck, and I think he's going to be great too. Yes, uh, Pulleyarby. Over the course of the last four games, John, for me, if I'm if I'm being on, and you know I like Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Ryan's had an incredible amount of looks here since the start of the season, and I had to remind listeners because you know I'm a fan of Taylor Hall's. I've always liked Taylor's game. No, that, what? I never know. I never know. I didn't know that. Okay, Taylor. That's news. That's news to me. Jack Eichel, Taylor <laughs> Hall, and Jeff Skinner, John, are making a combined twenty-seven million dollars through the first one, goal. 10, one even one strength goal. goal. One even strength yeah. goal. And yeah, it, it maybe reinforces things a bit for RNH, but I only bring up the RNH angle because of Pulleyarby. Like, I didn't see him being this impactful 15 games into the season where he's got Connor McDavid looking for him now. Like, I mean, I thought, okay, we bring him in. He comes in on a third line role. What about you? Bonus. This is a bonus. Uh, this is one of the reasons why I think, the, you know, that uh, the top six looks a lot more complete now. You know, when, when Dreisaitl, uh, and, and whether it was Nugent Hopkins or now it's Cahoon and Yamamoto, uh, there were times you were saying, well, hold on. Why, why, you know, Leon might have better wingers than Connor does. Well, that I don't think that's the case anymore. I think that they're all equal now, and I think that yes has made a, a huge difference there. I just, I, I just, you know, I love his size. You know, and I think we're, what we're seeing every game is, is confidence. We're seeing athletic ability again, and we're seeing a guy that is much more relaxed than he was the last time he was here. And, and I, I think that byplay between Connor and, and Pugliarvi is much better, too, because I think there's now some understanding and patience between the two guys. Canadians have back-to-back games. They get the Leafs tonight. Everybody's going to be watching in the country. Oh, wait, everybody is watching in the country, and that's the storyline, too. This has been a boon, hasn't it, for sports yeah, and NHL hockey? Yeah, it has. It has. It has. My concern, and I think we've touched on this before, Bob, my concern is how much attention are we paying to the game in the United States? There's some great stories in the U.S. on the 24 teams there, too. Really are some great stories. I mean, Vegas... Uh, you know, uh, you know, won a game last night, and even though they had their practice canceled for COVID pro- protocol today, uh, they've only lost once. You know, Florida is a great story. Uh, Arizona has beaten St. Louis three of the last four times, and they got to they got to play three more times. 
in a row. There are some really fascinating storylines in the United States, but we are so fixated on the Canadian division, so fixated, uh, that I think many times we've lost sight of what's going on south of the border. Uh, One final one for you. Is the NHL concerned about variants with the COVID? Well, I I think they're concerned about everything when it comes to this virus. You know, we're going to, you know, the the, the new protocols are coming. There's a new level of protocols coming, Bob. We're going to see rapid testing for, uh, for everybody involved in games. Be more testing for families. Uh, away from the arena because, you know, if the players are looking after themselves, where are they getting the virus, and the, whether it's through a variant yeah. or whether it's through regular transmission? I mean, we're going to see a lot more stringent protocols coming up in order to try to find a way to get these 34 games back and the, re- and the reschedule and get the U.S. teams up to 56 games each. John, I uh, appreciate your time. See you tomorrow night after the game. Thanks for joining us on Oilers Now. Okay, Bob. There you go. That is John Shannon, who joins us twice a week, courtesy of Legacy Heating and Cooling. When we come back in one minute's time, we will talk to Evan Bouchard, Oilers defenseman on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Welcome back, everybody. 146 in Edmonton. Zach Cassian on LTIR, not available for the next 23 days. Do want to mention, last week, Brian Burke joined us for an hour on the show, took some calls. Uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow. He's got a new gig, if you haven't heard. Uh, but we will have Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque, an Edmonton sporting icon, Montreal-based media personality, and uh, and the one guy that I'm glad didn't take me up on a fight offer once, uh, George LaRock, joining us, uh, will be amongst the guests on tomorrow's show as we preview the Oilers and Canadians. Uh, we will tell you that our Oilers Now headliner is brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K, today. And we are pleased to be joined on the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline by Edmonton Oilers defenseman Evan Bouchard. Evan, thank you for taking uh, time to join us. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Nice hotel, eh? <laughs> yeah, definitely uh, above average for sure. Yeah, that's uh, to say the least. <laughs> Miss it. All right. Uh, how has the last uh, week or so gone for you? What's it meant uh, to get get in the lineup, and how do you think you've played so far? Uh, the past week's been good. I think uh, you know it's been uh, nice to be able to get to play play some games. So uh, it's been good. I think it's been going pretty well. I think it took me. Uh, no, a few shifts to get into it, but now I'm really starting to, uh, you know, get my groove back and start to feel like myself. We had a lot of reports in the second half of last year. Uh, Brian Lott was just on and talked about the fact that uh, Miles Coolis was providing him some updates. We talked to Jay Wincroft. You had 21 points in the final 26 games. You were a plus player. How important was that experience in the American Hockey League in the back half of last season uh, to getting you to where you're at right now? It was... Uh huge going into uh you know from junior to pro was a, a big step for me and you know first half of the season um you know, it was more of a, a learning curve for me but uh come second half i really got more comfortable um and started to uh you know really take advantage of uh you know what i what the coaching staff was telling me and uh, what to work on and uh, just tried to do that and i think it helped uh help me get to where i am right now uh you were clearly uh in better shape at the start of this training camp. Did you work your way into that shape while you were over in Sweden, or did you do the work sort of in between the bubble uh, 
closing off for the Edmonton Oilers when they were eliminated during the play-in series and the time that you went over into uh, play uh, in Sweden? Uh, it's kind of a little bit of both. Um, you know, I was really working hard uh, this summer to uh, get in shape for the season. Um, so I was really doing that with my uh, trainer. He did a really good job with me to, to get me to where I wanted to be. And then uh, you know, over in Sweden, I knew it was a big experience for me, and I tried to take it to take advantage of it, get some games in. I think uh, you know, getting those games in helped me that much more stay in game shape and uh, you know, feel a lot better on the ice. Did you add? I saw you had a lot of penalty minutes. I mean, we knew you had the offense. It just is that just the way it worked out? There were a couple of misconducts along the way, or said you had like seventy penalty minutes over there this year. Yes, definitely a few uh, misconducts. Um, I didn't uh, realize that uh, they all spoke, uh, you know, good enough English to understand what I was saying. Anyways, <laughs> so uh, no, I kind of learned that pretty quick, and uh, you know, it was a. Uh, there was a lot of uh, you know stick penalties over there, so it was uh, not really a way to uh, focus on uh, body positioning and stuff like that. How, uh, in terms of your, your your time with Edmonton, and your, you, you know, what is it when, when you're practicing against? And we've we've heard this in the past with you know guys practicing against Wayne Gretzky and Mark Messier. When you're having a chance to to battle in one on one and two on two drills against the likes of Connor McDavid and Leon Drysettle, how much does that help you improve as a player? Oh, tremendously. Um, now you see how good they are in games. So when you get to go against them in practice, they don't they don't step off the gas in practices. So I think that really helps uh, you know themselves, and it helps the team, and helps everyone get that much better. So to get to uh, a train with them is uh, is really really good thing for your development. We're joined right now by Evan Bouchard, Edmonton Oilers defenseman Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. Evan, is there an art for defensemen to get pucks through from the point? Um, I think it's something that can definitely be, um, you know, be learned. And uh, I think the biggest thing is um, changing up the angles because the you know, people now are so good at um, you know getting in the lanes. You know, they're they're a lot bigger than uh, you know the equipment's a lot bigger, so it's that much tougher. So I think moving the puck, um, you know, out of the way and trying to get it off as quick as you can is going to be a, a big thing to get it through. Uh, I mean, I've even noticed, like, I mean, you, when you've unleashed the slapper, guys can get in those lanes. They might think twice about it because you can, you've got a heavy shot. But I, it, to me, the, the, the thing that you do really well is just a quick little slide step. And I'd have to think the fact that you're in a little bit better, you know, you, you, your, the body composition a little bit lighter probably helps you in that regard in terms of do, making a quick little step and changing the angle in the lanes to get pucks through. Yeah, definitely. But there's a you know a time time for everything. You know, there's times for the the big slap shot, but uh, a lot of the times in the games you don't have time to get it off. So it's more of a like you said, quick sidestep or shuffle or something like that. Get out of the way and uh, just get it off quickly. Evan, is there a player you modeled your game after? A defenseman out there? Um, there's a few guys that I, I looked up to. Um, being in London, Drew Doughty was uh, you know, around London a bit, so I got to see him. Uh, a little bit in the summertime and stuff, but also like uh, watching John Carlson uh, up in Washington. So it's uh, two two players I like uh, you know, watching. You had to break a heartbreaker for Team Canada. He scored that GWG and OT of the World Junior that one year for the Americans when it was in uh, Saskatchewan. That was a tough one, but he's a hell of a defenseman. Uh, well, continued success. Uh, I, I did want to just ask you a little about one of the guys that I think uh, you, you've played a little bit with, and that's Chris Russell. And maybe you can educate our listeners 
Chris isn't the most vocal guy, but he is a guy that, that helps the younger defensemen uh, in terms of spending some time with them and maybe watching uh, you know a little bit of stuff on the iPad and that sort of stuff, isn't he? Oh, for sure. He's one of the guys that have uh, helped me tremendously on the back end, especially getting to play with him. Uh, you know, he's, he's never going to be hard on me, but he's always there to help me whenever I need to uh, ask him a question, whenever there's stuff that he sees in my game that uh, you know I can work on. It's really really helped me out a lot, and uh, you know, it's someone I really look up to. Evan, we appreciate your time. Enjoy Montreal, and we'll touch base down the road. Thanks, Tom. All right, you bet. That is Evan Bouchard. He is our Oilers Now headliner, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K, today. Two, this day in Oilers history for Dennis and Jason Laliberti and the folks at New West Travel. And back at the 630 Chad Studios, big part of the show, Brendan Escott. On this day in 2010, Ryan Patoni and Ethan Morrow each score shorthanded in the second period specifically, but the Ducks hang on to beat the Oilers 3-2. to at Honda Center. That was the Oilers' 11th consecutive road loss. That is a franchise record. The Ducks, ironically enough, winning their 11th straight at home that night. Uh, Ryan Patoni could have used an alarm clock, uh, but uh, he had a little bit of skill. Uh, that needs to be stated. 154 in Edmonton. Uh, I do want to mention coming up uh, just after 2 o'clock today on 630 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Thermometers, uh, uh, wow, butchered that one. Uh, I talk for a living. Uh, At the Edmonton International Airport, recorded the lowest temperature on record at the facility yesterday with a reading of minus 40.8 degrees Celsius. The Director of Operations at Boyle Street Community Services, Ian Matheson, joins Jalen and I to talk about how the city's vulnerable populations are coping with the frigid temperatures and what the agency is doing to help. That will take place after 2 o'clock. What does Reed Wilkins have coming on Inside Sports tonight, Brendan Escott? We're going to hear from a regular contributor from Hockey Night in Canada. That's Kelly Rudy, as well as former Olympic speed skater, multi-time gold medalist, current mission chief for the 2022 Canadian Winter Olympic team. Uh, that's Katrina LeMay-Doan and uh, Edmonton football team defensive end Sean Lemon. All right, there you have it again. Louis DeBrus, George LaRock, and we'll see who else joins us on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now, plus a preview of the Oilers and the Canadians. Have a wonderful Wednesday. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson followed by the 6.30 Jet Afternoons with Jalen Nye. So long. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.